and welcome to Business Eye. It's Friday. Do you know something strange? I, I, I'm going to ask you something, right? I got a phone call this morning, um, and the phone call was from a uh, gas provider. And they said to me, says, hello, we're just ringing you up to say that, you know, uh, your contract is running out, and we'd like to offer you, you know, a discount. And they gave me the details of the discount. And I says, is that a discount? And he says, yeah. I said, of what I have already? No, no, that's a kiss discount of the price that you will get if you don't sign up with the contract. And I went, if I don't sign up with you and go to someone else, it's not really a discount. The it's discount pri- is usually of what I'm normally paying and you give me a, a price off that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she got, they went, yeah, yeah, yeah. I says, well, you, could, you, could you please let your marketing board know that actually, I think that's a bit wrong your approach on it so they went yeah thank you so uh, that was my little rant for today <laughs> but uh yeah and um my wife has gone off kind of believe it or not to a christmas party today as well wow well, yes it's wow. that time of year a bit early it'll be easter a, before a we know it early, yeah. a bit early so yeah. tell us what's happening today so we've got a a great guest coming in uh and then i think joe you and i are going to have a chill chat about what motivates us and drives us in the second half so that'll be fun and a bit scary um so our guest is uh, it's kevin henry isn't it yeah that's right kevin henry and you run you founded and run what's called the pension store that's right so that excites me and scares me because I've still got some things to do with my pension. So welcome anyway. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, look, pensions tend to be a topic that kind of scare and I suppose put a lot of people off. It's not the most exciting topic in the world, but it's certainly an important one. Yeah, the, yeah it's, it's funny. Um, and the reason why I asked you in as well, Kevin, is it's that time of the year where people start to really take a check of how the year has been and what are they going to be doing next year. And myself, you know, at that young age of 25 and you're what, in your... I was 12. 12, 12. I, I remember starting my pensions, I think, was my, in my 30s. It was, um, it was a good idea at the time. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of people feel, oh, my God, I'm taking this money out of my monthly income, which I need to survive, but they're, they're forgetting about that big picture. Yeah. On it. And there is the scary thing. And I'm sure all the major big loan um, and pension companies now are sending these letters out to people at the moment at this time of year and going, this is how much you've paid. Mm-hmm. And at this amount that you've paid, this is what you'll get um, when you retire at 65. And it could be from 800 quid a year to 10 10,000 and people don't realise that you need now you need what is it 60, 70,000 when you're retired you know depending on your lifestyle that you have how do what do we do do you give people a shake well I think look you you touched on one of the big things there which I suppose in relation to pensions it's very much a case of delayed gratification so it's I suppose it's a case of using your income now in terms of the bigger picture, as you said. But it's quite hard for people to see that bigger picture when it's when it can be in a lot of cases so very far away. Mm. Um, but it is a kind of a case of either making a sacrifice now or regretting it later on when you get there. Mm. Um, but I suppose you did touch on the, a positive aspect of it as well, is that um, certainly for people who are self-employed or business owners, if they have had a good year, it's the ideal way to reward yourself because it's the way that it's the best way for kind of money to transfer from out from whatever business entity you're in 
in the most tax efficient manner. Instead of that sports car that I've been looking it, at. Well, there's nothing wrong with having a sports car if you can afford it, Joe. <laughs> um, but again, save the pension first. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's it. Like it does come down to. It, it's not right. the most exciting thing in the world. There's an awful lot of better things that people can do with yeah. their income now, but it is all about looking at the bigger picture. It's, it's <laughs> funny when you hit 50. I, I've, I'm two years past it, and Joe, you're about 10 years away from it, I think. But when you get to 50, you, your mind definitely flips into the pension zone. Yeah, there are there it are certain flips. yeah there are certain life events that can happen. So with in financial services, the two things that we would talk about the most are the impact of people dying or yeah. retiring, and it's only really when if somebody who's who's close to you or that you know has died, um, or you do as you say reach one of those ages where you could be turning fifty or yeah. you're into your mid fifties, yeah. that the pension area becomes really really relevant. Yeah. Um, See, here's the thing, right? Here is my opinion on it. You ready? Yeah. I'm ready for this. People believe there, there's this whole unspo- unspoken mindset that goes through people's heads. I save, put money my saving into the bank. Mm. The bank who give me sweet Lose. FA, yeah. you know, interest rate. Yeah. I put that money in, or do I get that money and put it into a pension? Yeah. And that pension then gives me a better in- return then my savings but then they have this mental block of going but if I'm giving it to this big company they're taking their commission and their commission is 80% more there is this this yeah, yeah. fear on it yeah. so it's really trying to it's education isn't it yeah. really it is one of the big it things is. as well so charges uh, typically get a huge amount of press because it's very very relevant mm. um, you know the two biggest things that impact the kind of final pension fund value you arrive with or does the, the decisions you make um, all throughout your career and the charges that you pay on any particular plan that you have. Mm-hmm. So both of those things are the two things that impact what you retire with ultimately. But charges are very, very relevant. Um, but I guess certainly when you're talking about the tax advantages, any money that you put into a pension fund is gross of tax. So if you're putting a thousand quid a month or five hundred quid a month or whatever into a pension fund, um, you would have the opportunity maybe to take that as income of three hundred instead of five hundred going into a pension fund. So again, it's not glamorous, but it's all about trying to paint the the picture long term um, as to how valuable all the tax reliefs are. How did you get into this space? Like this is not your original background, is it? Well, I worked in the food industry, believe it or not, in a marketing capacity for about three or four years, uh, and that was in my mid-twenties. I took a bit of a three-month trip around the world on my own in 2005, and then when I came back, I joined Irish Life um, as a pensions consultant. So I've been in this particular industry now since 2005. It's interesting. I nearly got into the whole pension (coughs) industry in my twenties. I remember going for an interview. And I, I didn't do it because it was commission only. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because remember, in those days, it was it was yeah. pushing out. But like I know, I'm worth more now <clears throat> dead than I'm alive. Thank you. And my wife looks at me oddly as she puts something called cyanide in the dinner. <laughs> <laughs> well, your advisor is looking after you well if you're worth more dead. That's the whole point yeah. of financial planning. Yeah. So um, and and what I laugh at the the the, the, the monthly payment of my you know go everything goes up 
it's yeah. but it's not statting. I don't think it's statting decks for the amount that happens yeah. when yeah. they go up as well, which yeah, is yeah. you know I thought yeah. it was, and that's one thing that I've learned that if I'm doing something now, I make sure that it's stat indexed, so yeah. it's it the value of it's going up as well. Yeah. So, so what about people like, I mean, I mentioned before I came back from Australia three years ago, and in Australia, you have what are called superannuation funds. Yeah. And they're, they're more kind of investment vehicles where if you have some spare cash, you just literally pay it into the fund and it's locked, and then you can start taking it out from the age of 50. Yeah. So it seemed quite easy there. And Australia, I think, has the highest pension savings rate per capita coverage in the world in the world it's amazing industry there yeah and then we moved back here and i just assumed you could do the same but i was told basically that you can only put in really put into a pension what you earn you can't just put lump sum in but you're saying that you can well it 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 depends on your setup so if if you own a limited company you can you have a huge amount of flexibility to do uh, to make contributions but if it's just you personally if it's you personally just put a lump sum in well, you can. It's just, but it is going to be a percentage of your income, um, okay. and the, the income amount is is capped. Um, but so the, the model in Australia is very, very clean. There's very few products uh, on the market over there, yeah. and it's very, very consumer friendly. In Ireland, it's almost the complete opposite. Why is that? Is it because of financial pro- problems in the past, or why is it so different? It's just been with rule changes that have come in over the years, uh, like you're going back 40 or 50 years, there's just been different rules have been brought in, different allowances have been introduced, and when that happens, if legislation changes, they try to piecemeal different products into the market to try and fit the gap that's there. So now... It's like a mosaic rather than a sweep. Exactly. So now there's a huge agenda at the moment called um, pension simplification, where they're trying to get rid of a huge amount of of products that are on the market. But that creates its own huge problem as well. And another big piece of the mosaic. (laughs) Huge one, yeah. Yeah. But why... What happened many moons ago that now makes people fearful. There's obviously a story that happened to your dad or there was people who put into pension funds and they collapsed and, mm-hmm. you know, there was always a security of the government pension. Yeah. Like, where did it all go wrong that it created this fear and doubt in people's minds? Is there a st- I think, the, well, I think the way the industry is, um, I think the way the industry is has a lot to do with that. Um, the, like, financial services would be about the least trusted industry in the world. Yeah. Um, so when you hear stories then again of, People's half the pe- half of somebody's pension fund disappearing because of a stock market crash or because of charges or whatever it is. Um, people are obviously going to feel a little bit nervous approaching it. I mean, you wouldn't approach somebody that you don't think you can trust, yeah. especially with your money. So it, pensions certainly suffer from an image problem. Um, and I guess that's the approach that I took with my website to try and maybe put a bit of a different spin on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you believe, you know, the the pensions will be a huge problem in the next decade for a strain on the government? Because are are people now making that investment? I know it's the government have made it that people have to pay. Well, they've said that they're going to make people pay, but um, this is with the auto enrolment scheme like they have in the UK. That's right, yeah. Now, that has been introduced and is quite seamless over there. Um, it had its own teething problems, but uh, we are a slightly different market. And for them to actually have a government in place long enough to see this agenda through yeah. is unlikely. Because I heard the three models in the alter enrolment were New Zealand, Australia and the UK. Yeah. So you're saying it's the political landscape here that makes it harder to entrench a sustainable pensions market? Yeah, 
so there's been an auto enrolment agenda going back since early 2000s that they wanted to they wanted coverage to increase dramatically. That's why they brought out PRSAs. Yeah. Um, but no government has really been in power long enough or the political will hasn't been there long enough to actually see it through. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as something comes up that's more urgent, the pensions agenda just gets thrown away. Yeah. So it doesn't get the attention that it needs. Um, and I don't see that changing any time soon, to be it's honest. Sad. There's the other thing then as well. Like, I mean, my father-in-law, who unfortunately passed away. Yeah, everyone year, has but, a story with pensions. Yeah, but, <laughs> but, but, but he was on a really, really healthy, massive final salary pension because he was a civil servant yeah. in Ireland back in the 50s, 60s, 70s, etc. And then, uh, so he was getting, you know, more than most people earn in an income through his pension. Yeah. And then 2008 came and it was basically halved, you know. But even though it was halved, it was still more than most people are earning in their income. And he was in a nursing home for three years, earning this nice wad of cash from a pension. Yeah. And that can't be sustainable. How, how does the country afford to pay that? Well, they can't anymore. So they're defined benefit pension schemes. So they are a kind of a relic of the 60s and 70s now. Yeah. They've so been phased out of them. Yeah, they are. Massively. Okay. Because they can't. They, can't. they, they are literally yeah. unsustainable. Damn. So, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. If you know anyone has one of them, they've done very, very well. But there's, but there's the whole thing. Do you know, the, the whole thing about pensions was it was always if you got a job as a civil servant, yeah. they are the pensions, yeah. the cushy numbers, and stay there and don't go and, and, yeah, and stay there, and that's it. It's like your mother when you were, you know, leaving school says, "Get a job in the bank," because you're in the <laughs> bank for life. This was, you know, ingrained in you. Yeah. But what what is happening? Like, do you know? There's people, if like, there's young people who want to get pensions, but they're going and they're filling out mortgage applications, and the mortgage applications are refusing them because they have a now gone of a more of of a pension. Um, it well, it certainly used to be the case that if you were applying for a mortgage and you could demonstrate a track record of saving, um, it used to work in your favour. Yeah. Um, so. I don't necessarily know. But you know that, that it's and like you know where people when they're going for you know we we all know stories of people who are applying for mortgages and mm. they want to leave their job but they can't leave their job and they have yeah. to stay till they get the approval and everything and all like it's it's on the sheets. But I, is there is there is it just as easy as going okay this is how much I want to earn when I'm sixty five and if I pay X amount in every month to a certain date this is what I'll get kind of yeah so um, I suppose like the calculator that's on my site is done exactly like that it's kind of goal based planning so you can kind of fill in your details and you'll see a kind of target fund that's there for you and then you can work back so like the journey depending on how long it is uh, could be 30 or 40 years so what you're looking for is pensions invest in a tax free environment so anytime you get growth year after year, all that growth compounds. So it is as easy as saying, okay, if you want to earn ballpark X amount per month when you retire, yeah. then you work it back and say, this is what you would need to start investing into a pension each month yeah. at this assumed rate of return. Yeah. And you just, ba- now nothing goes in a straight line, but that's generally the gist of how you do it. What, what is the, the government pension? Is it 200 good a week or something, is it? Or? Yeah, it's about 12 and a half grand a year. Nearly 13 grand a year. Is it, it's one of the higher ones in yeah, Europe, though, isn't it? it? Is, it's yeah. much higher than the UK, Shh, yeah. yeah. And if you're, like, if you're a married couple now with a dependent spouse, you get 24 grand, nearly 24 and a half grand. And tax, that's not, tax-free income. And that's not means-tested, or is it means-tested? Uh, it will be. It is means-tested, yeah. Okay. Um, but, but, or sorry, no, the, the, the state pension, the state is, pension. Is, is, going to be, is based on your contributions, your, your stamps, yeah. essentially. Yeah, yeah. So no, if you've paid yeah. your stamps, you're entitled to the state pension. So if you're self-employed, what's the pension then? 
or do you just have to work up or is it you have to work is it 10 years or 12 years and collect stamps yeah, and then you qualify it's, all, it's all based on your stamps it's going to a, a total contribution model now um, which is going to make it a lot fairer because of the scandal that was was brought out about the inequitable treatment of women losing out on their state yeah. pension entitlement so that's all been changed so so, so, for, so for example someone like me I've worked 20 odd years as an employee in three different countries UK, Australia here so I think they're all compatible I think they're yeah, all well, scooped you'll, up you'll together be, you'll be entitled to a UK state pension yeah, you would. But, actually, but yeah. wouldn't well. What about Australian and Irish? Yeah. Or do you just you, get no, the one? You'd be entitled to an English and. You would be and entitled to an English. If you have a UK state pension, you'd be entitled to it. Okay. Yeah. And if you have your stamps in Ireland, you'd be entitled to an Irish state pension. Okay. And then now, like Joe, I'm self-employed. So the advice I got from my accountant three years ago was just to. Uh, I think I'm on cate- category Why? S. So I, I, <laughs> yeah, just are, yeah. I pay the minimum amount salary to yeah. myself to make sure I pay the minimum stamp. And my understanding is it's not the, the value of the, of the PRSI you pay each month. It's just to make the fact that you make a contribution. Yeah. So right. it sounds to me like somebody who's paying a huge PRSA contribution is being penalized because they still get the same state pension as somebody who pays a small amount. Or am well, I being naive? No, that's one of the anomalies with being self-employed. Be- being self-employed is one of the toughest things because you pay the highest rates of PRSI, you Pay the, pay the highest rates of USC. It's just it's just one of those things. So anytime that I meet somebody who's self-employed, I would kind of say to them, is there any way that you can trade as a limited company? Because as a limited company, you pay less tax and yeah. in terms of your pension contribution <laughs> options, you've huge. So that's what I've done. But, but it won't matter when you're living in the Cayman no. Islands. <laughs> well, <you> know that. <laughs> right, right. But, but do you know, the one thing that I have realised in life if you don't have a mortgage and you don't have car payments and you're just living at home and your mortgage is paid off, yeah. you can actually live on 300 quid a week. Oh, you can. You can. Yes, you can. You really can. You really can. Because you And you can still afford a couple of weekends away. It's amazing you don't, how... You don't need to. You know, no, I agree. The, the, the bulk of all our incomes goes out on mortgages. Yep. Yeah. It goes out on people who are paying rent and they go, all these, all, if you just... But a huge amount of it goes out on taxes. As on well. taxes, and well, that's yeah. the big thing. So yeah. you're you're trying to shelter any of your income, as much of your income from tax as possible. And pensions are by far and away the best way to do that. Yeah. Kevin, we're just going to take a quick break. Um, I'm going to then come back and I'm going to ask you the big why. Why did you get into this instead of your own business? Okay. You're listening to Joe Dalton on Dublin South FM Community Radio with a global audience. Everything's fine on 93.9 Dublin South FM. And welcome back to Business Eye. Kevin, just before the break, I was asking you a question. Why? Why did you decide to get in and do your own business, start your own business? Um, well, I guess I came from a very corporate background, which meant you were very restricted in terms of what you could and couldn't do. Um, so I did ultimately want the freedom to be able to offer proper market service to a client um, again you know, as we were talking during the break people don't like pensions people don't trust the pensions industry so it's not a topic that people like talking about it's a topic that I love talking about which I don't really know what that says about me but it says it's, you're probably a linear thinker and you're organised you're passionate about I'm passionate. it if you, it doesn't matter what subject it is if you're passionate about it you're passionate about it yeah, I suppose people find it very very complicated I find it very easy because I've, I've done it for a long time um, and again, depending on what kind of situation you're dealing with, it's, it's, in a lot of ways it's creative problem solving because you're trying to find a solution for somebody. You have to be always aware of the rules and parameters and limits that exist and you're just trying to find the ultimate outcome. But was the frustration that you kind of went, okay, I'm going to go out and do this 
and be is it noble about it or honourable that I'm going to try and really get people to understand about their pensions? Yeah, so I guess the like the reason I got my award was for the calculator that I built. So normally, for somebody to actually understand how a pension works, they'd have to read through pages and pages of text, um, trying to work out percentages and whatever. So it, what's on the site is basically a, fu- a financial review for a pension. So if you wanted to actually see exactly what a pension can do for you, whether you're a PAY employee, self-employed or a company director, you can just go on, put in all your details and that's exactly... So as we were talking about earlier on, it will kind of give you an idea as to what your end picture can look like and it will work back the steps then per month, this is what you would need to be I'm doing. I'm going to actually do this this weekend. You should do. You should do. <laughs> it took really, a long time be, to build. Don't be texting a lot of value. me now on Sunday That's morning you, crying. Going, shit. Because I've just got pension statements in, my wife has, and you're right. You get a wad of papers that thick, right? And it's most of it's gobbledygook, right? Does I'm anybody re- read them? No, I no. do, and that's the thing. So I read them for people. And the formula, there's all these formulas and yeah. stuff. I literally, I, I mean, I'm well educated, reasonably well, but I've never got to the end, right? So if you've created a some sort of calculator thing, that's just so valuable. I think the look, there's so many different laws and rules that are involved in pensions that like, a lot of advisors would find them extremely tricky as well. So for yeah, yeah. the general public who are like entrusting and investing in these things, um, they do need to be informed. It's very, very easy to make mistakes with pensions. People kind of gloss over the things that are important, like charges. Charges pay a huge impact on your... Well, what I'm trying to get at is just just steering back to the reason why. It's a very competitive industry. Yeah. You have all the big companies in there as well. So what was your I'm homing back into this what was your okay I'm going to take on these big guys so you're like you know Goliath there's Goliath in the room and you come in with your you know with your with your stone you know when you're doing that you have to really jump in and and shake up the industry on it and that's where why I'm, I'm jumping back to that question which on it was was it kind of going okay I can take these guys on yeah I always wanted to do my own thing and as I said, the I always felt that having the freedom to be able to offer a solution that's there on the market was something that I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, it's just it's something that I always wanted to do. In terms of being able to take on everybody else, I guess the reason why I won my All Star Award is is because like the committee ring your clients and they get testimonials from them. So I can only do what I do for them because I have my own business, and there's that's always what drove it. There's the other side of this though, which maybe Joe you're getting at is that. I'd say a lot of people think, along with lawyers, tax people, traffic, uh, tax collectors, traffic wardens, pension <laughs> people don't trust pension people, right? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Kind of perception out there. So, is part of what you're doing is to be the person that people genuinely trust? He's very well dressed for a for a um, he is, isn't he? For some of his pensions, <laughs> well, it's a very well, dapper. Is <laughs> that important to you to be trustworthy and for people? Absolutely, to s- absolutely. Like that's the number one thing you can be. Um, so I guess that's why I put so much effort into what I built um, because I wanted to make pensions attractive for people and, and help people understand them without actually having to meet with me or meet with anybody. Yeah. That's its whole point for being there. When you developed the when you developed the calculator, was that something that you're going, okay, great, you know? And how long did it take you to develop it? It took about ten months. Like it, yeah, yeah. 
as I say, there, there's a lot of rules and parameters. Like there's there's a couple of hundred formulas in there. There's parameters all over the place. Um, so everything has to be compliant with Central Bank, with revenue, with the pensions board. So there's did you have to amount. get a license or regulated? To no, do I had to dig through the pensions manuals and find out all the different oh, laws before. I'm glad he's done it, not us. <laughs> so that's why yeah. it's there. I, I, my, my eyes would be bleeding. We, we like it, you know. I like the high level. Fan, I like that fancy, detail, st- I like the fancy strategy, creative stuff, but the yeah. detail for the garden as well. <laughs> well, I had so I had another guy who was kind of the marketing guy who kind of made it more palatable and, and kind of jazzed it up a bit, um, and yeah. just in terms of what you see. But underneath it is where I was kind of buried in the kind of data and the, just working out all the maths yeah. and everything else. That's where, Qu- I, that's where I was. Quick thing, we've about five minutes left. Um, what sort of advice would you give someone? who has a pension or who's looking to get a pension like give us give us some you know some tips and tools which you would recommend apart from going to your site because you can tell them to absolutely but the best thing you can do is just get advice the i suppose to kind of give you a quick story that the people who would have done really really badly between 2008 and 2014 when everything kind of went the way it did were the people who stopped investing in pensions because they would have seen this as throwing good money after bad they put money in one year and then the next year it's worth half and they just they would stop altogether whereas the people who took advantage of that because they would have taken advice from an advisor would say look the price of your shares are now half the price of what they were last year now is the time now is the very time where you should be buying more mm. trying to ignore the noise that's out there in the media and the market that, that are trying to sell papers uh, is to just Financial planning is a numbers game. That's it. It's all about percentages. And you have big ones and small ones. And if you know how to win those percentages, you will do very, very well. And you just need to get advice for any decision you make. So that the number one tip is just get advice. Get advice. Be cautious as in, do you have to really look at, okay, what can I really afford this month? I mean, you know, there's people out there who are in, you know, paying PSI, paying tax, they're employed with someone, you know, they have the mortgage, they have everything else going. Is it really looking at, okay, I know you want to put this in, but you really can only afford to put this in? Yeah, everyone needs to work to a budget to some degree. Mm. Um, But... I guess the big thing is that where, where people kind of feel uncomfortable, I guess, is that you do need to take a degree of investment risk in order to, for your money to grow over time uh, because you have inflation, for one thing, that's, uh, that needs to be overcome. So a lot of people then would feel uncomfortable because they're just used to saving money in a bank account and then they're starting to invest in equities or stocks and shares or whatever yeah. it might be. And you do have to go up a significant degree of risk in order to get that return. So that does that does put people off as well, but it's absolutely... It's vital that people do that because, as I say, inflation will just eat the value of your money. And it's a long-term investment project as well. So, again, you just need to get advice. You need somebody to explain to you. Certainly long-term, you need, and if you're younger, you need to be front-loading the amount of risk that you take. But, again, you won't get that from a book. You will get that by sitting down with somebody who knows what they're talking about. That's true. It's very important, isn't it? Kevin, if someone wants to connect with yourself or use the calculator and then set up an appointment, where can they reach you? Uh, www.thepensionstore.ie or you can just Google the pension store I come up number one on that um, and you're on LinkedIn as well I'm on LinkedIn Kevin Henry is the name on LinkedIn um, as on well on LinkedIn yeah and is there an email address or anything or it's Kevin at thepensionstore.ie nice and easy yeah. nice and easy on it I'm okay. definitely going to look at this this weekend probably yeah, tonight <laughs> well let me know how you think of it uh, I no, say uh, it's it's there to kind of 
give you a, a sort of crystal clear view as to what it is, what yeah. it would take to do it. I'm probably going to talk to you again. <laughs> there we go. Good. Why not? Thanks, Kevin, Joe. Thanks, thanks for coming Alan. in. Thank, Thank you for coming in. Um, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, just before we take that break, uh, Simon, you and me are just talking in the afternoon. What do you want to talk about in the second half? Do you want to talk sales, marketing, leadership? I actually n- negotiation as well. I want to, I want to okay. get on because we spoke many times, but we never really spoke yeah. on negotiation. And what, just what it. we do and what, why we do it. What we do. We, just what chat, do just we do? Chat. Yeah, what, what do, do we, we do? do? <laughs> Drink coffee. <laughs> Drink coffee. Kevin, thank you very much for coming in. And folks, we'll see you after the break. You're listening to Joe Dalton on Dublin South FM, community radio with a global audience. And welcome back, folks, to Business Eye. This afternoon, I decided to interview Simon. (laughs) Heaven help us all. I'm going to interview you back as well. Okay, well, then we can arm wrestle. (laughs) (laughs) Now, the reason why I wanted to do this um, on the second half was because... You're the deal closer, but it's the name to deal closer isn't really about the deal closer, and it's more about negotiation, really. If, correct me if I'm wrong. It's more, well, I've come kind of pivoting away from being described as the deal closer to driving growth. Okay, right? yeah. So yeah. driving growth through the prism of the, through four boxes: business growth, which includes deals, negotiation, sales, all that stuff. Then leadership growth. And then brand growth, because I do a bit of work in that. And then finally, personal growth, right? The personal growth is the stuff that kind of brought you and me together, is the stuff that really sits behind, in my view, it sits behind all of those hard-nosed business, brand, deal, sale. It's all about the personal side of things. So... So I'm so I've I'm, my new website's about to come out and it's about driving growth, but I'm still doing the deal making, the negotiation programs, and yeah. it's all about growth. Yeah, I think as we your business as you go along, you start off in the first year doing something, yeah. in the first three years it meanders into something of what it is, and then as it goes along, you sort of keep the same values, but you're changing it in a way that aligns more and more with you. Yeah, that and sits more comfortably with who you are. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. And, you know, I mean, I, I met you about a year and a bit ago, and uh, I, I could sense that you could see that I was going through a bit of, not an identity crisis, but a, a bit of a pivot point as to what I really wanted to do in terms of what, what suited my authenticity, you know. And, uh, you know, I spent my life doing you know, blue chip corporate stuff and deals and all this sort of stuff. But what what I really love is the human side of things. You know, that's what I really love. So that's where I've moved a huge amount this year. And, you know, I thank you uh, uh, to an extent, Joe. I mean, you kind of helped start that re-examination in me and a few others. So, But, it, yeah, it's interesting because, uh, you know, my background is sales and marketing and it's been sales and marketing for, for yeah. God, as long as I can remember. And I'm now realising there's... It's not sales and marketing. It is, but it is the trust behind it. It yeah. is the human value behind it. It is your connection. Yeah. Um, and I'm even getting deeper into it now yeah. is where there's so many people talk about human connection, but they're not willing to, to make those connections either. No, exactly. You know, oh, it's human connection, but they're not willing to go out and meet people. Yeah. They're not willing to, to... And even getting back into that, yeah. I'm understanding now what the key element behind everything is, is awareness. 
Uh, I was hundred uh, percent. Uh, it's funny. I just gave a session this morning through ISME uh, to a, a group of SMEs on the program was called a deal closing masterclass, right? But 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 afterwards, I posted on LinkedIn that there are loads of deal experts, sales experts, and some of them spout on about magic formulas. You know, I guarantee you'll do this if you do that. From my from my perspective, that's rubbish, right? For, from my perspective, it's about understand for me it's about awareness it's about resilience it's about persistence and it's about probably above all self honesty if you're going to, if if you do all those things you give yourself the best chance to succeed in a genuine authentic way it's not you're not forcing things no it's not you're but, not for, but, you're 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 pushing not forcing correct and i believe that it you need to take action for reaction yeah absolutely and you have to know what your customer wants yep. and identify. And yep. if you can get them all lined up, and that doesn't that's the hardest part of any business is yeah, identifying yeah. your customer and what they, they want. And, and identifying what you're good at delivering. So for, so for example, this year for me, you know, I'm, I, you know, I'm a qualified coach. I've written stuff. I'm a consultant and I'm a trainer. But this year I'm realizing that what, what I love most and what I seem to be good at and what seems to be resonating back is the training side of things. I love training groups, right? And, and, de- and, and you know, it's funny, when you start a group session, they're all there and they look terrified because they're probably thinking, who's this hard-nosed guy who's going to talk us, talk us about magic deal-making formulas and you must do this? And by the end of it, Every time now, you could you, they can see the human side of things, you know. Yeah, it, I I do believe that you need a system, and there is a process. You need a process. It's, it's, it's like in the sales when I walked through the sales process with my clients. I talk about contact, categorize, convince, close, and complete. Yeah, yeah. And the reason why I have those five C's is so they know exactly where they are yeah. in each part of the process. Yeah. And a bridge of how to know to jump into the yeah. next part of it. So yeah. that, in a way, is, it, I call it painting by numbers, selling I by numbers. I and, I, and I use the same sort of principle in the marketing as well, yeah. and it makes it very easy yeah. because people f- see it's, it's all very, yeah. can be very complicated. Yeah. But it's knowing that, but then stepping out of that exactly right. and actually just being yourself and knowing in the back of your mind going okay this is where i am and this is where i need to be and and it's you know the the buzzwords now is unique and authentic and everything but it's it it draws back to that it's it's just awareness of you your the people around you everything you know we we only know 25 percent of people there's 75 percent of people that we don't know yeah and always have that element yeah. in your mind that this person could be having yeah. a bad day or whatever. You couldn't have put it better. I was thinking exactly the same, and I expressed this this morning. So I came. I, I went about it the hard way, right? So four years ago, I wrote this what's called the Seven P methodology of deals, yeah, yeah. And, and I've written a couple of books on it, and and that was great. But looking back, it was all a bit. St- now I needed to do that because I needed to create my own hooks, as you said. You know, you need to have labels for things, right? And I did that, but today. So I use that process in training, but but people but, but basically I likened it to you know the wardrobe in Narnia you know so yeah. you got the wardrobe so the process the a bit like you said the seven P's is the wardrobe right but you open it and then you walk in it's right like my kid's bedroom it's, <laughs> my God there's a room yeah. in here yeah and when you walk in there it's about the human stuff but I've only just figured that out in the opposite direction. You know? Yeah, no, I think I think as 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 you get older, you sort of align with that. But you, yeah. it's like you love teaching, 
I and you're, and, I, and I've seen you work and seen you, and it's you're brilliant in that. What I love doing is I love running, you know, events, and, and not running the event, but I love speaking at events. Yeah, you, you're you're an insp- I would say I'm a trainer and maybe influencer. You're an. Uh, my observation is you're an inspirer and influence. You definitely inspire. Yeah, I've and been I, told I've, that, I've yeah. seen you at the the airfield thing, and that that's a real talent. Yeah, that's a that's a raw talent. See me TEDx talk. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't seen it yet. It's come out now next month. But but I love coaching as well. So I love doing. I'm you know I'm I'm an executive coach and I love doing the one to ones. Yeah. And going through the process and getting them and what a lot of my clients are saying after it they feel when they go through they feel confident about themselves their product their business and everything and that's that's where it all evolves. If you feel confident your marketing will will work better. If you feel confident your sales process will work better. Yeah. If you feel confident, you'll attract the right type of clients. Yep. It's all about that confidence on it. It is. Yeah, and and there, there's the secret. But you mentioned your books. <laughs> I, I've been. I have a, a manuscript sitting there with notes about my own book, and I've never really been able to finish it. Yeah. And the reason because there was an element of it missing. And I was out walking the other day, and I was speaking on the phone. I was speaking to a friend of mine. He says, oh, yeah, your book, George. He says, why don't you write it in, in, in a such a way? And the penny dropped. And I went, oh, okay. So now I'm, I'm going to write this book. And it's to do with sales, marketing. It's to do with personal development. But I'm putting a different a, a sort of a spin on it instead yeah. of a business book. It's going to be really a book about to do with the TED Talk I did and the radio and, and the, the, the Conscious Business Podcast and Breakthrough Brands and this and it's all sort of morphing into this it's going to be a short book but it's I think so it's, it's to summary, inspire so is it in summary of your experiences to inspire others is that what it is no yes and no um, it's 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 making people be really be aware awareness yeah. it's it's what it is yeah, yeah. like I'm, I'm you know the title could be wake up and smell the coffee yeah, you know yeah. wake up yeah. and be you know be aware um, yeah. and sort of it's it's this involvement in it and it's to do with the Conscious Business Academy which I've created now as well for yeah. those team building days so it, and it, it's without me walking this journey I've kind of gone, oh my God, look where I am and all these pieces are all connecting it. That's exactly what I've found this year and today, you know, just just for example today, the last couple of weeks, so this year I've started meditating, right? If I'd said that two years ago, ten years ago, I would have cringed, right? But I've started meditating this year. Initially, I had to force myself because I need to slow down. You've observed that about me, so I'm forcing myself to slow down and... Two weeks ago, I was, I don't know how I came across it, but I came across this Himalayan meditation tape, right? No word of a lie. This this morning when I got home from doing the session, there was a yogi from Himalaya looking at my profile on LinkedIn. Now, it's a different person, right? So uh, I have another guy I work with, and I said to him, is this coincidence? And he said, nothing's coincidence. You're just becoming more aware of things. Yeah, and that's it. And it, it is true, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But I don't think that happens. I think it comes with age. I do think it comes with age. Unless you've had a trauma at an early age and it provokes yeah, you to become more aware. But getting into the business end, you know, it's it's understanding better communication. It's understanding better leadership. It's understanding, yeah. you know, the, the, the internal and external concerns in a business. How do we 
deal with our customers? How do we offer yeah. better customer service? How do we work in a, in each department better and function? There's all these elements that yeah, if, yeah. if these are all right, yeah. that you know a company can they can prosper yeah. in a way that they've never had before. Yeah. So that's what I focus on when I deal with those four quadrants: business, leadership, brand, and personal. That is that you can't have a really so. So I, I, I work on, through consulting and various programs, the various aspects within an organization to help them prosper. I, d I don't by any means say that I've got everything. You know, I'm not, I'm not a hot financial guy. I don't really deal with tax. I don't deal with tax stuff. But I look at all the, all the stuff that I'm aware of that yeah. contributes to growth, you know. But it's critically important. <clears throat> you, can't, you can't grow an organization without trying to grow the people and vice versa. Yeah, you can't. And, it, and it's... it's uh, that's where my love for sales, marketing, and leadership comes in. Like yeah. I believe there are the three elements that, yeah. you know, if a company isn't making, you know, hitting the numbers, get a good salesperson. Yeah, in. Yeah, if you're yeah. not getting leads, get yeah. get the marketing and have the leadership to run it. Yeah. That's it. And yeah. I, I, I think 2020 is going to be a great year for a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, I think that you know where the the country itself is on full employment. Yeah. Um, which has opened up opportunities for so many as well. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I think the Irish now Brexit. I think people have just gone. Okay, if it happens, it happens. It's it seems to be fizzling it. away, doesn't it? It's because it's January now, <laughs> isn't it? So it's yeah, blowing yeah. under the, the election. Yeah, yeah, that's where it is on that. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's, there's a huge energy here. There's a real energy, and it, maybe it's just because I'm becoming more aware. But there does seem to be an awakening. There does seem to be a lot more. I'm hearing a lot more people talking about this stuff. Yeah, there is. There's there's more people being consciously aware. Yeah. And, you know, it's that collective consciousness as well. Yeah, and it's, yeah. I think people, I think it's with the environment and plastic bags, what they're doing to the ocean and all these things are all just triggering people to go, yeah, you know. Yeah. And what one of the other things, so, so they say, are they say who is they? They is us. I know. They I know. is us. I know, you know. I, know. I oh, we're doing. They're doing this, or we're doing this. We need to make these changes ourselves yeah, personally yeah. before we can then yeah. make them happen. So, in the so world for you, world. for next next year, like looking back this time next year on next year, what would a good year f feel like to you? How would next year be a good year if you look back on it? Uh, coming into 2020, like I'd looked at, I remember make, writing a list in January of 2019 yeah. and I looked at it there and I hit everything. Subconsciously, I wrote this list and forgot about mm. it and I've actually hit everything that I wanted to hit yeah. on it. And into 2020, my what I'm looking for 2020 is um, speaking, speaking gigs in England and the States, yeah. um, expanding not more into uh, America with my coaching business as well, yeah. Yeah. and also then doing large corporate events here in Ireland, which would be corporate training days under the Conscious Business Academy. Yeah, That's yeah. Uh, in the mornings, you know, you know, Denise, yeah. she'll come in and shake the negativity out of the in the morning to a party style, which is great fun, yeah, you have yeah, to admit. It's great, yeah. And then the afternoon, I'll be talking more on a serious level, yeah. but all the different departments of about how the company can function better as a yeah. whole. And then from there, we we look at then if, the, if you know, look into doing more coaching with clients yeah. and everything as well. Yeah, so yeah. that's where other people like yourself and all will, yeah. will sort of step up onto yeah. it. But yeah, no, it's... So you've got the foundations. It's just uh, it's to grow that trajectory next year. 
yeah, yeah, that's it. It's, I'd be similar. I'd yeah, be similar. Yeah. It's um, no, it's it's been a good year. I've been and been happy. We've all had <gasps> yeah. moments, but yeah, that's yeah. that's part of yeah, you know yeah. it's the, the process and those ah moments now don't really affect me as much. I'm yeah. I'm similar. Yeah. Yeah. I'm noticing myself like when when things go, they seem to go wrong. I'm noticing myself looking at the situation, doesn't matter how small or big, and just taking a big sigh or going for a walk or drive around the block, and it's never as bad as you initially think. It, it, it isn't. No, it isn't. It's, it's never as bad, but it's it's using that. There's there's two things. You've got your head, so when you're thinking of something and you're making that decision, you can think about it in your mind. <laughs> yeah. Or you can make the decision on a feeling. Yeah, yeah. And some people just make the decision on their mind. Yeah. yeah. But if you make it on a feeling, it has... it's. It changes the dynamics of it, correct. and it can work out a lot better. Correct, for you correct. On it. I heard somewhere that you know the mind is my mind is fifty two years old, but my gut feeling is about four million years old. To so go with that, you know, it's as old as mankind. Whether or not that's true or not, I like to fall back on that. You know. Yeah, no, it is, but it's 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 wait, feel, and then act instead yeah, of that yeah. just uh, yeah, pushing yeah. out on it. Yeah. So, I mean, where can people catch this new website of yours when it's... Uh, in the, hopefully in the next couple of weeks. It's still the same address, uh, simonhaig.com, H-A-I-G-H.com, uh, or they can just catch me on LinkedIn. I'm active all the time on LinkedIn, but it's simonhaig.com. And what's up next week? What are you doing next week? Next week, I'm going to London. I'm presenting on the f- one of the four quadrants, brand growth, so using your brand to drive your financial strategy at a, at a conference in London. Uh, um, and then just catching up with family and starting to get into the Christmas spirit over there, and and that's that. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Myself, uh, Tuesday, I'm running a peer mastermind group in the Royal Marine Hotel in Dunleary. And if anyone wants tickets for that, it's jdc.ie. And also, then on my own website, Joe Dalton. I have created a free online mini video training course on sales and marketing. I've seen that. It looks very yeah. good. So um, that's on there. That's joedalton.ie and the mastermind is jdc.ie. So, yeah, I'm uh, another great. week. Another that's week. Another, another and, week. And uh, who have we got next week? We've got a guy called Ian McLean. Yeah. Who yeah. is, I think, from the Flow Consulting Group, yeah. I, I think, from yeah. memory. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know who the second guest is. I yet. think we're going to bring in someone as well. we'll okay. Yeah, we'll, call, we'll call us somebody. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll get it in. Yeah. Folks, thank you for uh, staying on with ourselves on Business Eye. It's uh, another great show with my co host, Simon Haig. And I look forward to catching you all next Friday. Until then, have a safe. A week and take care. Bye bye.